and welcome to On and Off, our podcast covering the on-premise and off-premise beverage alcohol industry. I'm Melissa Dowling, editor of Cheers. And I'm Kyle Swartz, editor of Beverage Dynamics Magazine. In this episode, we're speaking with Hillary Wirtz, Breakthrough Beverages Director of DNI. Hillary is also the current chair of the Wine and Spirits Wholesalers of America's Women's Leadership Council. Welcome, Hillary, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. As we were saying earlier, this is, we're recording this uh, the Monday after Thanksgiving, so we really do appreciate you coming on as we're all st- still recovering from all the turkey we ate. Uh, can you tell us, uh, Hillary, can you tell us a little bit about some of your work as a director of uh, DNI and your work in the Women's Leadership Council? Yeah, sure. You know, I'll, I'll start with um, the Women's Leadership Council. Um, actually, it's sort of my work there started right around the same time I started doing my work uh, at Breakthrough in DEI. But back in 2015, 2014, we started the Women's Leadership Council really as a, an output of um, a small group of passionate, excited women who were already involved in the wholesale business, um, working for, for different companies. And we were all together at a, a leadership conference called CLD that was also a WSWA event. And we looked around the room, we noticed that there weren't very many women in this large group. And, you know, when we talk about diversity, we're just initially talking about gender diversity, not even any other form of diversity. And, you know, when I started in the industry back in 2011, and I had attended this same conference, I was among three other women, I believe, out of like 50, 60 total. And these were all either owners of wholesalers, or they were um, identified as high potential next generation leaders. And so we just really noticed the lack of diversity. And we realized that we wanted to provide an opportunity for women to come together, to build our network, to learn from one another. And so hence the, the Women's Leadership Council was formed with WSWA really sponsoring us and and it's really grown from there over the, the last several years. So I've been a part of the board since its inception and now leading uh, leading the charge. I can talk a little about some of the key uh, initiatives or events that we, um, that we focus on. It really started as a, a yearly conference that we put on where we bring in different identified female leaders from across all wholesalers, all those who are members of WSWA. And we provide leadership content all around our three pillars, which is educate, elevate, and to empower women. And so it's a two-day conference, always held in D.C., which is WSW's headquarters. And it's really, really grown from there. We see all different women leaders coming through the, the program. And then we've evolved it to now include also a women in leadership executive program that is uh, also in partnership with Columbia University. And that is geared more towards women who are identified as you know, more on the executive track, if you will. And we have about an 80%, all close to 80% of the women who have attended or gone through this program, because that's a more intensive program, um, have since been promoted since their completion of, of the program. So it's been really exciting. And we also have a mentorship program where there's an opportunity to either be a mentor or to be mentored. Um, and you're paired with another female leader at a different wholesaler. So it's again, another great way to just continue to grow and 
develop and learn and also really gain deeper and broader industry knowledge. Um, that was an, another opportunity that we had really identified as I'm getting to know so many other women and and all people from various wholesalers um, across the industry. It's been really uh, empowering and, and uplifting. So you have an education background as a former first grade teacher. Um, has that been helpful in, say, schooling some people on <laughs> the importance <laughs> of DEI? <laughs> oh, my gosh, it sure is. I still say it. Yes, I was a, a first grade teacher. And I say, you know, I, I think, you know, just in working with, with adults, I think we're all really still still first graders uh, oftentimes. Yes, I, I would say, in you know, as this work has really evolved and, and grown and you know, we started off in the beginning talking about the business case for diversity and why does this even matter and why are we here and why do I have a position dedicated to diversifying our organization, our, our industry? And uh, yes, it was some, a very much like educating people kind of along the way. But I think, you know, it, it continues to be really trying to meet people where they are. And I have learned along the way that everyone is in a different a different place. We kind of talk about it at, at Breakthrough as the culture continuum where, you know, someone might, you know, be very well versed and, and have an understanding and, and a leadership style that is, that lends itself to leading multicultural teams and different people from different backgrounds and cultural come froms. And so they might be at a you know, if you have kind of a 100 to 400 level, they might at a 400 level. And then you might have another leader who just doesn't have that same lived experience. And so needs more coaching and development um, in how to lead diverse teams or why this work is really important or how to really make the best hiring decision and put your bias in in check as, as much as we possibly can. So yes, it's definitely been an evolution and a constant education along the way as we kind of continue to evolve and, and grow in, in this work. Absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit more about the mentorship program you have going on and why that's so important? Yeah. So through the Women's Leadership Council, the, the mentorship program is a great opportunity, especially for companies that maybe don't have their own mentorship program. We're fortunate at, at Breakthrough uh, and many other larger wholesalers, they might have an embedded uh, mentor program, but other smaller organizations might not. So it provides kind of access to a network of leaders that they may not otherwise have have access to. And I think, again, it goes back to, I found I, I've been a mentor in this program every year. And I think I'm learning more from my, men, my mentees than, I don't even know if they're learning anything from me, but you know, I was mentoring a, a woman who works for Horizon Beverage in, in Massachusetts. And so I learned so much about her organization and Massachusetts and all the different, you know, laws and, you know, because our, our industry is so is so unique in, in that way that it's just a, a different way to, I'm helping her on her career journey, but she also enjoyed helping me to, to learn and grow at, at the same time. So I think that's a little bit unique in that, you know, if you have an internal mentorship program in your company, you could be helping, you know, someone on their on their career path internally. But this through the WLC um, kind of provides, I think, a broader scope, if you will, in the industry. So when we write about diversity in, in the industry, we usually start off saying how beverage alcohol is 
you know, has always been an old boys network and but that's starting to change. And I think it is, but have you seen a lot of change in like the past few years? It's really been remarkable. I think sometimes, we, you know, we like to be often will say change is slow and change is, is hard, but, but if you really pause for a moment and just reflect on where we, where we were and you know, where we're heading, I, I have seen tremendous growth. And and I, I mentioned before, back in 2011, when I uh, left teaching and came into the business, I have seen so much growth. And it's been on a, a small scale, just internally within my own, my own teams or with my, within my own division. But then also as the network widens. When I go to more broader industry events, I am starting to see so much more diversity. And I think it started off, we saw more uh, gender diversity, and now we're starting to see more ethnic and racial diversity. And that's really kind of just been the, the natural progression that I've seen. That's fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit more about the business case for diversity? Yeah, I mean, you know, we... We often will say, you know, what what got us here won't get us there. So, being a a family owned and and operated company, and I'm myself in fourth generation. When I look at you know my great grandfather founding the the business and the way that the business was run and operated, you know, I have so much respect for the past and you know the our foundation and the rich history, but. If we were to have that same approach today, we wouldn't still be here. So we have to continue to evolve and really and change and grow with our changing society, with our changing, really, at the end of the day, our, our consumer base. We know that the, the drinking habits of legal drinking age and, and older back in the 30s was very different than it is today. And so while we really talk about diversifying our company for our, our associates and creating that culture of, of inclusion and belonging. It's also beneficial to our business because there also are consumers who are consuming the products that, that we sell. And so we need to be meeting everybody where they are and, and meeting their needs. So what else do you think the industry could do to better promote diversity and inclusion and also female leadership? You know, I think sometimes wholesalers being the middle tier, we can often be somewhat of a, a misnomer when, you know, outside of the industry, we're not really, you know, people will know the brands or they might know the suppliers or the customers, but they don't really know us as, as wholesalers. So I think there really is an opportunity for um, kind of brand building and creating that experience of what is a career at Breakthrough Beverage or in the wholesale industry? What could that really be? I, I think sometimes the industry itself could really talk about what our industry is in a much better way. And when we are out at recruiting events and, you know, we're talking to candidates who are you know juniors or seniors in, in college and we're talking about the breakthrough experiences or a career in the wholesale industry it's oftentimes they look at us like we have 
kind of five heads. And, you know, then they go to, you know, the known industries or the the known companies. And so that's something that we've been working a lot on as well with at WLC is really talking about what opportunities could to really kind of continue to evolve and move the needle in the space of diversity to continue to diversify our industry. I think some of the things that we're doing really well now, like the work through the WLC, is we're coming together as wholesalers to, to move that needle, knowing that we, we all have the same goals. We're trying to make our companies better. We're trying to diversify each of our companies. But this is a shared space where we can all um, support one another in our efforts to, to evolve our industry as a whole. Speaking of supporting efforts, are there any female-founded uh, beverage alcohol products that you're really excited about? That's a good question. You know, I I have really been excited about uh, Inspiro Tequila. That and I know I'm drawing a blank on the founder's name. She caught me off guard, but I know we we sell it in, in Illinois, and I think she just expanded into into Massachusetts. But I connected with her because she is a mom, had had a, I think she was in consulting um, that she put off to the side to raise her family and then started this tequila brand after she wasn't finding anything on the shelf that really spoke to her. And she wanted something that was really high quality, that was gluten-free and that kind of fit her dietary restrictions and, and needs. Oh, Maria Smith, thank you. Emily for telling me yes. So her tequila is delicious. And I, I just, I really relate to, to her story. So that's just one exciting brand out there that I've been really excited about and really like her story and, and her work. With some of the younger women coming into the industry, I mean, do they even think about it that much? I think, you know, People like older than me, I remember early managers were kind of militant feminists because they had to be coming into the workforce at that time. And I just never really thought about it. But some things were just baked in, like a lot of times dumb things men would say. Sorry, Kyle. But, you know, (laughs) now I just think it wouldn't the road is so much smoother, but also this generation of of younger women just wouldn't tolerate that. They just would be like, what are you talking about? I mean, what, what do you see in some of the women coming into the workforce now? You know what? I have seen a real shift in the way that women celebrate each other and empower each other and lift each other up as opposed to in the past where it was like maybe there was one opportunity for one woman to get a promotion or to be invited to a meeting. And it was, you know, pushing someone down just so that you could get your way in, into the room. And so I've seen the room just become more inclusive of it's an it's an and it's not an either or it's not. Well, there's only eight chairs. And who are we going to fill these eight chairs? Let's pull up a couple more chairs and bring in more people and more perspectives into the room. And that has really been a cultural shift that I have seen. I have just seen the rooms getting bigger and broader and um, more diverse. And I think we're also starting to see the diversity outside of just 
maybe our traditional lens of you're either white or, or non-white. There's a lot of, of other forms of diversity that, that are not visible. And that I think some of our assumption, we're starting to not just assume, right, that everybody is straight or not part of the LGBTQ community or maybe um, has a military background and is a, is a veteran. And so I think it's been less of male, female, white, non-white, and also valuing just the different lived experiences that people are bringing to, to the room, different geographic locations. People are, are coming from different industry experiences. You know, when you mentioned earlier, uh, Melissa, about, uh, you know, the old white boys club, our industry also was very insular, And you were really only, if you started in the industry, you never left the industry. And we sure wouldn't bring in anyone from outside of the liquor industry. And so now we're really starting to value that diversity of the diverse professional background and, and experiences and finding just incredible talent out and leadership of folks coming from outside our industry. Great. I think that's an... No, I was just going to say that's very inspiring. And I was going to say, I think that's a wonderful way to wrap up the podcast. That's fantastic. Thank you, Hillary, so much okay. for taking time out of your schedule to uh, to join us. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. And thanks for the, the conversation today. Yes. And thanks to all of you out there listening to On and Off. And join us next time when we'll be talking about something else really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, cheers. <laughs> cheers. If you enjoyed the on and off podcast please hit the subscribe button also you can find more great content at cheersonline.com and beveragedynamics.com including recipes product reviews and interviews with the movers and shakers of the beverage alcohol industry you can also sign up for our free weekly e-newsletter for both publications on our websites cheers